My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. As long as we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back. I'm back in the office. You're back. I'm back. I'm back. And I still have, we still have the Arizona flag behind us. I don't even know what to say. First of all, I just want you to know the camera on my computer makes me look fat. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. So, So this is actually a better depiction of who I am, I think. Actually, maybe... Maybe cameras add a few pounds, but the camera on my computer definitely added a couple. And this right. morning, by the way, I did not cry. <laughs> I did well, not. I teared up. Roll tape. No, you're not rolling the tape. <laughs> and don't go back and watch it if you didn't watch it earlier. Um, actually, go back and watch it, but then just listen to it. There's there's moments of silence. That's because we were doing moments of silence. <laughs> <laughs> That is what that was. Oh, gee, mini Christmas. So we are joined by David Clements. I want to bring him in. Just bring in Professor David Clements, please, because we just saw that they are certifying. The, the, that's not true. That's not true. They are demanding that they get in there and certify the election. And I, my question is, if you're required to, you shall, then why have the vote? Well, exactly. There's no reason. They're holding it up on one word. And isn't this the time to send it all the way to Supreme Court for remedy? Isn't this isn't this the hill to die on? You cannot have a formality of a yay or a nay. Tell someone that you get a yay or nay, but the only choice you have is to say nay or yay. <laughs> that, that, that flies in the face of democracy. That flies in the face of representation. Because now they're certifying a fraudulent election. And let me just tell you how the circle is going to play out. It's moot because they certified it, so there's no standing. Moot because it's certified. But you have to certify it. Moot. Certified. Moot. No standing. Certified. David, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Hey, Apollo. (laughs) Good to to see you, brother. Not under these circumstances, but I guess that's all we have this year, right? Am I wrong? David, no, you're not. And, and if you look at the Arizona statutes, there's 16 dash, I think 672. And there's a provision that allows you to contest your election results. And if everything that we're talking about is a giant contestation of, of, of a corrupt election, then the shall 
later is not operative. It's not operative. One has to logically follow the other. And if you have all of these things in dispute, the statute that they're reading, saying that you shall certify or you basically go forward, it's, it's a one-way ratchet. That's after you've done the regular business of resolving all challenges. The challenges have not concluded here. You've got legal challenges that are outstanding. So there's a lot there that's that bothers me. And then the other thing, just putting on my old professor hat, was that when I taught contract law, for something to be legally enforceable, it, it can't be done under duress. And think of that vote that just happened in Mojave County, where the supervisor says, this is a duress vote. Well, folks, in the, in the real world, anytime someone's got a gun to your head saying that if you don't vote this way, or you're going to be arrested, or you're going to be prosecuted, those are de facto grounds to, that, that basically tells you that you don't have something that's legally enforceable. Nothing changes here. I think what you need is to have brave supervisors say, you know something, you're not going to bind my conscience. I understand what you're trying to do, but I'm going to have no part of it. Do your worst. And we need to have a bunch of supervisors or county commissioners across the country doing the same thing. Because every time they, they threaten this type of legal force, they're exposing themselves further for the tyrants that they are. I'd go to jail. <clears throat> I'd go to jail. Yeah. I'd, I'd go to jail in a heartbeat. Uh, you must certify it or we're going to charge you and you're going to go to jail. Okay. Can I put in my order for food now? Yeah. Right? I mean... What? Well, there's and, and then they would say, well, you're not in that. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, David. Go ahead. Well, I mean, there, there's only a handful. Like, people have to, have to understand that, that you have someone like Mark Elias who's deathly afraid of this movement. And New Mexico, we were kind of ahead of the curve. We saw Coy Griffin. Coy Griffin withheld certification back in the primary. And they removed and him without any sort of due process. They removed him. And, and, and I'm sitting there asking the, the county sheriff, the people of Otero, why did you let that happen? Why are you recognizing the Supreme Court, who's corrupt, install someone else because this man was actually doing his job? The other person was Jay Block in Sandoval County, withheld certification. Yeah, and, and so they understand that their oath is far greater than a statute that, by the way, is written by Dominion. That's the other thing that people just don't understand is that these statutes— it goes to the lobbyist. It goes to the special interest groups first. Dominion is a special interest group. So if you're wondering why we don't have any relief when we look at the actual statutes of Arizona, look no further than Dominion. So, so th this is where I tell people, and they're, they're like, Joe, what's the, what's the remedy? I was like, we, ha we have the remedy. But Charlie Kirk decides that the remedy isn't the remedy until he decides it's the remedy. He, when I, what I have a problem with Charlie Kirk is this. We're going to have an AmpFest. We're going to have an AmpFest. We're going to get people to vote more. We're going to get out the vote. He's going to stand on the stage and be like, Woo! No, look at me! Look at me! And you know what the outcome's going to be? He's going to charge for it. He's going to charge for it, make a bunch of money, buy another jet. While he told people, he told the people, don't Go out there and redress your grievances. It's going to be another January 6th. And he wasn't the, he wasn't the only one. 
But he's the clown that won't talk about election fraud. He won't talk about it being in the machines. He won't. And by the way, here's a guy, by the way, that doesn't know jack crap about machines, about technology. He doesn't have a clue. He is a talking head with a teleprompter. He's an actor. He's an entertainer. That's what Charlie Kirk is. And everybody's like, Joe, take it easy on Charlie Kirk. No. Anybody could do that job. Anyone could do that job. Stand on the stage. Act like you're, I don't know, brave? Well, you're a feckless coward. I'll call it what it is. And all the other people that stood out there and said, don't get out there in the gap. Don't actually go protest. David, they sent the entire country against us on, the, on this little actors and, and uh, establishment uh, pinheads. Yeah. Well, and it's frustrating because I haven't stopped getting fundraising emails from all of the state candidates. So they want my money. They want my money. Oh, yeah. And they want me to be outraged based on the scripted email that they send me, but they don't want people showing up. And here's the deal, folks. If you don't have a mandate, because we always talk about mandate. In fact, that coach, Apollo, you've exceeded your mandate. Well, your mandate, unless the people are behind you. And when you're telling people not to show up, what are you referring to as far as outrage? What are you referring to if there's no public outcry? You basically pacified a movement. And if you're telling people that, no, now's not the time to exercise your right under the First Amendment, then my question is, when is? Because isn't the risk of a false flag and hold true tomorrow, two weeks from now, a month from now? What's going to change? Well, nothing's going to change because as Joe's mentioned, as Apollo's mentioned, as I've mentioned, going Going over the past two years, the only thing that's stopping us from winning this this battle is courage. There's not a requisite amount of courage. And that person in Mojave, whoever that, that supervisor, I'm glad that he said, yes, this is a duress vote. But you're right, Joe. He should have said, arrest me. Arrest, but say, I'll take the felony. I'll take the felony. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'm not certifying it. And everyone else should have been, I'm not certifying it. He... Are we slaves or are we free men? I'm curious. I'm asking for the people in the back of the room. At Amfest. That are there to see Charlie Kurt. And act like it's a rock star uh, deal. Because they made him. They manufactured Charlie Kurt. Pretty sure, David, you did not get manufactured. Pretty sure I didn't get manufactured. I'm in this fight by accident. So I think is why they hate me. Actually, I know that's why the establishment hates me, and I certainly know that that's why the radical left hates me. That, and I'm just waiting for the opportunity to have somebody try me on, on the radical left, of course, in a loving way. I think the the thing that's frustrating for the experts in this movement is that we see that, we know that Charlie Kirk's not dumb. Look, we know a lot of these people aren't dumb. No. But they skirt around the issues and they talk a lot about a lot of things that just aren't foundationally important to solving the problem. It's like the problem is good for business. As long mm-hmm. as there's a problem and we can just rearrange the chairs on, you know, the Titanic, you know, we can be the saviors. And Joe, you and I were basically there for six days with very few people. I mean, there were some people, but not enough. And it was it was sickening to see because what you saw were people that had basically their soul ripped out of them. Yeah. So you know, and, and until we the people see ourselves as the solution instead of 
Charlie Kirk, and I don't have a problem with all, you know the candidates and stuff. I'm not I'm not blaming them because the thing that bothers me, well, I'm blaming them a little bit, but the thing that bothers me is that we the people have given up so much of ourselves thinking that they had the responsibility of saving us, and that just shows you how much we're in the hole when when we 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 can't make a, an, an effective statement to the people that that are out there in Arizona saying, look, why are you asking me if Carrie Lake's going to send people out or if whether Carrie Lake's going to show up. What does that have to do with you showing up? How many millions of people live in Arizona? Why is it that you need them to show up before you'll show up? That's that's the deeper, darker side of this problem is that the PSYOP, whatever it is, has been working for so long that unless we get that whistle, that dog whistle to show up to a certain place, we don't show up. And I'm not important enough. You're not important enough, apparently. But if you have the right people, uh, that that ha- that get to show up on all the mainstream media channels, if they if they sound the whistle, then people show up. Well, I think you're wrong at that. I think we I think we are important enough. I think that the people right now have stopped listening to them. They're stop they they're they they're just they're just done. They're putting they're putting the the things out and going. All right, we've had enough. Yeah. No, what I'm what I'm saying, Joe, is this: like, I'm not trying to be self deprecating, but you and I both know. And if Carrie Lake says, I'm going to be here tomorrow, game changer. Well, her campaign game was changer. the one that, well, her campaign, when they came out and said, don't go downtown, that was, I mean, that was the, the, the other death blow. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, but, but, I, but I just want to, I want you to know something. If Carrie, if Carrie cares about the people and the people are suffering right now, they're suffering. You know, we we talked about the fact that families can't pay that can't pay their rent. Forty three percent of small businesses can't pay their rent on their business. Business owners are the last people to get paid. They have to pay all their employees first. Can't pay themselves. Forty three percent of business owners are flat broke. I mean, think about that. Forty three percent of almost fifty percent of our country. And here's something else you guys should know. Facebook, Google, Instagram. I'm talking to the business owners out there. I'm going to I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to I'm going to tell you what happened in February of 2022. They changed the algorithms. They changed the formulas by which you advertise on those platforms to make it so that only those people that use their data sources, that can pay for those data sources and get access to those data sources can use them in order to create a return on their platform. So if your business went from 3X return on investment to now 1.1, 1.2, 1.5, guess why? Because Facebook came in, Meta, and Google came in, and said, we're going to funnel all of the profits and the allocation towards our largest partners so that we can crush small businesses. That happened in February of 2022. Now, I was going to keep quiet about it because I was directing people to use sources at my old company at PIN. And I'm like, just use their data sources. But how many businesses can't, David? The entire process is stacked against the community and they're doing it with technology and we're feeding it 
Yeah. Well, I, and I think some people, the cynics out there, would say, well, let's just take Joe and Dave at, at his word and say, like, we did protest. Let's say that we had tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. What would that accomplish? Because I'm, I'm seeing that question a lot. And, and my first objection to the question is we haven't learned how to protest right. Like, don't tell me we've, we've actually mastered what a real protest looks like. And until we do that, I don't want to talk about the utility of, of protesting. It's like they already have this self-defeating prophecy to even go out there, to even try. But the more dangerous thing is, is what we're trying to whisper into these, the ears of the boards of supervisors, the members in Cochise County, Mojave County. What happens if you just say, I'm not going to do it? You bring the system down to its knees. That's what needs to happen right now. The system would, would come, to, come to an abrupt stop because they need these folks to certify. They need the yes votes. Basically, they're holding up all the works. So what happens when one person becomes 10 people and 10 people becomes 100 people and that becomes 1,000 people and they say, no, there's too many cracks. I can't unsee the fraud that I'm seeing. And I don't know what, what it's going to take. We do. It's a new election. But right. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be complicit in this any further. And if you want to remove me like you did Coy Griffin, if you want to threaten me like I'm Jay Block or one of the other folks in Alaska, so be it. This is this is your moment to stand. I think my problem that I have is that the it's not apathy. It's not apathy. It's, it's, it's not comfort that, that people are addicted to. I don't think it's comfort at all. It's reliance. It's reliance. I, I'll use that as an example. I was talking to Vincat yesterday. I had, I had dinner with him last night. It was an awesome dinner. We talked a lot about Jesus. It was great. But I was talking to Vincat about this, and I said, Vin, Vin, listen. When you're driving down the street and someone's driving crazy, cutting in and out of traffic, what's the first thing to come to your mind? <laughs> Where are the police, right? Reliance. When something doesn't go right at your house and the power goes off, what do you do? Reliance. Am I wrong? What are we doing right now? What did Charlie Kurt? And them successfully do. They created what? Apathy. Reliance. Reliance. <laughs> wait on wait, wait on me. Wait, wait on until, me. Wait until the adults come in the room. And once and by adults, my legal team, yep. my conservative strategy group. And these are all people that none of us have heard of. And by the way, this is the thing that bothered me from day one, just to quickly interrupt what you're saying, Joe. Yeah. When I've heard when I see these messages saying we've got this crack, this crack you know, super awesome, grade A legal team. I just laughed because I'm sitting there going, if you were great, we would have heard of, heard of you by now. You had two years to show up and be the hero. And the fact of the matter is we know who the players are in this movement. We know the legal arguments. And it's not because we failed to articulate the right black letter law that we're in this mess. And so, yes, Carrie Lake found a new pile of fraud which follows the 300 piles of fraud that we've already identified. They might have a new wrinkle of a legal theory, but that follows the other dozen or so or two dozen legal theories that were ignored. 
And, and so this battles are all about momentum. Joe, you know that there, there's an energy. You can demoralize people, but battles are about momentum and you're robbing the people of their momentum. And I'll tell you right now, the momentum was created because experts in this movement were saying, watch for the telltale signs of how they're going to cheat. Here's how they're going to do it. And, and then the question is, when it happens, what are you going to do about it? And Joe and myself and many others in, in this movement predicted with painful accuracy exactly what was going to happen. All right. That's, and that's not something that we were looking forward to, by the way. No one wants to be right about your election system being such garbage, but we were. And instead of seizing the day and going forward and locking arms, peacefully protesting, withholding certification, having a monstrous movement akin to Brazil, akin to what's going on in China, you've got people saying, nope, you need, you need the campaigns to speak to this. You need these other folks to give the approval first, to go ahead. So yes, Reliance, Joe, you're, you're absolutely spot on. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. So, so I re the reason why it's important is someone just said that the, the root of reliance is fear. And I think you're right. The root of reliance is fear. It's 100% fear. 100%. But everyone keeps asking me what it is we're supposed to do. And now people, by the way, the talking heads are calling me, <laughs> sending me text messages. Joe, can we talk about this Charlie Kirk thing? No. No. I watched his interview. He's a pompous ass. The, air, the hubris to think that you know more, that you are more informed, and that you understand the complexities when you've never looked at the evidence but you want to tell people that not to get out there and use their voice, speak truth. You won't even speak truth on their behalf. You tell them that the mainstream media is picking this up all over the place. CNN, by the way, David, had me on the, there as the, I'm the chief election denier. I said it when I said it. That's what they oh, cut as they're now. cut. 
on CNN. I'm their chief election denier. Didn't play any other part of my speech. Just played that part on CNN. Yeah. Right? That's what they do. They use sound bites in order to create things. And, and, tr- and so the people are coming out of the woodwork and calling saying, hey, Joe, can you please just lay off these people? David, should we lay off these people? I got to ask you the question. Should we lay off them? No. <laughs> Look, there was, there was a time in, in this movement that I was very well liked. And, but, but one of the things that separates me, and I think Joe, Joe's a businessman. You got, you know, if you don't do things right, you don't make payroll. So you got to make decisions whether people like it or not. Same thing for, for my world as a trial attorney. You make promises about what the evidence is going to show. And if you don't bring the goods during your closing argument, you lose. And you don't want to be the person that's blamed for losing. So, you know, so there's a different thing, a, a different dynamic with, with people that are trying to make payroll people that are, that are trying to, to secure justice than just trying to make yourself relevant, to have a social media presence, to go on all the shows and hang out. And there's one thing that you just can't do in social media is, is call out someone else that's really popular that you might want to like, but we're past that. It doesn't matter if someone likes us. It matters what's, what is the truth. And you've got a bunch of third railers out there that when they talk about conservative values, they do a really good job up to a point. And I'm not going to name names, but you know, about 90% of what's out there. It's kind of like Sean Hannity giving, giving people the red meat. And yeah, I, I agree with 90% of what Charlie Kirk says or what Ben Shapiro says, but the most vital thing no. that are going on no. in this world, nope. they don't talk about it. Number one, they, they you know why they don't talk about it? When they do. Because they're weak when, and short. They're short too. And when they do, little, go, little people. <laughs> when they wade into the pool, Ben Shapiro is little. Sorry, go ahead, baby. That they Sorry. ignore. That they ignore. They get it wrong. The prescription's wrong. That's yeah. what drives me crazy. Is I could give them the benefit of the doubt. Just come into the pool. That's fine. Talk about it. But when they show up, they don't talk about the the elephant in the room, which is the machines. It is the machines, and and this is why I think they're doing it. They, whoever they are, right. It reminds me of Lord of the Rings, right? You've got Boromir. It's a fraternity. And you've got people that think they're good people. By all accounts, they're heroes. Boromir Boromir was a hero in the Lord of the Rings, right? And instead of wanting to chuck the ring into the mountain of doom because it's such a, a temptation, he wanted to keep it. He wanted to use that weapon. I think there is a faction within Patriot et al., that's fine with those machines as long as they're the ones that get to wield the machines. And that's right. what I'm worried about. When we need to chuck them into the mountain of fire, right? That's why I love Mike Lindell. That's why I love his consistency on seeing these machines for what they are. So when Charlie Kirk does come in, he'll sit in on a panel, 2,000 mules with Dennis Prager and everyone else. And they're, and what's stunning is just how like uninformed they are. They're sitting there like, this is the first I've heard of election fraud. Oh, like watching 2,000 yeah. meals. And these are yeah. supposed to be intellectuals? That, oh, uh, it gets worse than that. It's getting worse than that. I've sat in front of them. I, I had two of the Prager nutballs. And I'm sorry. Look, Prager, I, it's great. You feel good. Talk about things. So ooh, warm it up. People are sick of it. They're sick of the theater. It's theater. Let's call it what it is. These people care about theater. 
They don't care about the people. They don't care about the suffering. Let me explain something to you. The whole freaking community is burning to the ground, and they're walking around saying, come to AmFest. Ah! Ah! It's crazy! It's crazy. And in the meantime, we're out there having conversations with people and, and having some experiences, David, like we had that had nothing to do with it, with the, with the Native American Indians, finding out that 7% of the people on the Native American, uh, on the reservation, are being trafficked. 7%. 7. Imagine your neighborhood, 7% just disappearing. That's what's happening on a reservation. Well, did you know about that before we talked to him? I did, but I was on the border working as a prosecutor, but uh, I know I, I get the problem. It, I get the problem. And, uh, but the fact of the matter is that whether, whether I get the problem, I didn't have relationships with these folks. And I think yeah. that's the other point is that we don't, we're not connected. And, and one of the things that you mentioned when you, when you invited them over to speak was that right off the bat, you identified what we had in common, which was what we don't have a voice or we wouldn't be standing out in the middle of, uh, in front of the Capitol. Right. If we had a voice and they don't have a voice. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com a company that puts its money where its mouth is love it get the augusta precious metals free gold ira guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement i think that's the 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 part that just blows my mind right is that i see it and i go can't we can't we do something that actually makes a difference that solves the problem without trying to make the problem sustainable? It's let's sustain the problem. Let's talk about hunger in Africa. They washed the entire internet of articles. I have this stack of articles on Jeffrey Sachs, the Millennium Project. <laughs> you can't make this up. We're going to eliminate poverty in a decade. Okay. $4 billion. So I just thought somebody paid me. He's like, hey, Joe, can you do me a favor? Can you go check on this Millennium product? Actually tell if it's a real thing. I was like, sure. So bloop, 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 bloop. I went country to country all over Africa. And I read all the reports first. I read all their white papers. They were awesome white papers. They're so well written. We're providing. We're harvesting. <laughs> 23,000 tons of of food products from these villages. Something absurd like that. I made that number up. But it was that absurd. So I thought I'd show up and they'd be doing something, right? Wouldn't you say? What what do you think happened when I showed up at the villages, David? I want to hear it. 
There was zero economic activity happening at all. It was a joke. In many cases, they couldn't use the land because it was, had brackish water or the soil had, uh, was in distress. So they had to use things in order to try and rehabilitate the, the soil. They had spent billions of dollars. Nope, they didn't. They laundered money through the NGOs and through this whole thing. And not one person was saved. But you know what was saved? Bill Gates was able to go into villages and sterilize entire communities of black people in Africa. Now that did happen. NGOs were allowed to go into places like Kibera, the slums of Africa in Nairobi, and say, ah, we're here to help. We've been here for 30 years. And all they had to show for it was pit latrines. We could talk about Darfur and saving Darfur with Pendergast and Norris. And you know what happened there? Nothing. Nothing, because it was all a lie. We talk about Susan Rice and the UN and the fact that she lied about what happened in Sudan, lied about what's happening in Libya, lied about what happened in, in Iraq, lied about what... I can go down the line. Chad, just go down the line. And now they're bringing all of those lies here and they're creating their little kabuki theater. It is theater. And using their little actors like Charlie Kurt and the rest of these clowns and lying to us in large doses. Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. But we do have Jesus. I just want you to know in the middle of all this, God wins because we're exposing all of it. But it sure is hell going through in the, in the, beforehand. Well, I think what, what, what we're struggling with is that we've all read the, the books and the stories of, of the founding fathers. Right. We know about how great these men and women were. And it's almost like it's mythical. Or we, we talk about the greatest generation and people that would show up and, and face harm. And, and it wasn't to go to, you know, go to college. It wasn't so you can get the GI Bill. It wasn't so you could you know, be, be saluted on a Southwest Airlines you know, flight. There, there was a greatness within of people that understood what freedom really looked like. And, and it was from within. And what we've seen in the Patriot Movement is it's become a, a spectator sport. It's something we talk about. It's something that we debate over. Uh, we'll argue in the comments. We might show up to a pep rally or, you know, one of the, the Patriot conferences here and there. But when it comes to showing up and acting in a way that looks like you're self-governing, being able to tell people no, showing up to your local meetings time and time and again to make sure that people get an earful, that's something that we're not very good at. We have something better to do. And until we transform the culture that says, you know, I'm going to protect my family. I'm not going to rely on police. I'm going to educate my children. I'm not going to rely on the state school. And yes, when I see that my vote has been stolen, I'm going to do something about it instead of waiting for someone to say that I can do something about it. These are foundational changes that we have to undergo as a, as a country. And, and the only way that you're going to go there is if you're ready to lose something. And, and that's, I think, the problem is people are afraid of losing their comfort, even though they're incrementally losing it day by day. That's, that's the sad you know, th th commentary about all this is that we have lost so much. But people are still scared. Maybe if I, just, if I, if I keep quiet, I can retain what little I have left. You're so right, David. And, you know, we talk about all these things. First of all, in that meeting, did you, did you get to see the, the hearing uh, earlier? Not today, no. 
Yeah, so I because I didn't realize it was happening uh, until not long before we started, but I, I listened to what they were saying. Uh, this guy who's you know representing Hobbs, they're talking about how uh, you know this has gone on lot long enough. They're they're basically mocking everybody. They're they're trying to dismiss this like you guys are just in the way. Uh, they're saying we're already four days behind what we planned. Uh, we we need to do this today because otherwise we would burden the Secretary of State's uh, staff. And they're already overburdened. They're behind schedule, and this is a this is a real inconvenience. You guys are being a real inconvenience. They actually use the words, uh, "There will be no more games. We will allow you to have your meeting tomorrow, so that you guys can have the meeting that you've already scheduled tomorrow instead of today." If there are no more games, if there are no more excuses, and if the court orders are very clear that we'll immediately initiate contempt proceedings if you don't follow through. They said, your agenda to meet tomorrow is not any guarantee that you're actually going to meet tomorrow, so we can't trust you, basically, unless we have you uh, under a court order that's going to hold you all in contempt if you don't do it first thing in the morning. They haggled them about if it was going to be early in the day. They said, what time are you? They, they, they made an issue over that. They, they went so over the top. They had people in there outrightly calling these people a bunch of election deniers after everything that we've seen. And on the people not, you know, standing up, you've now had Donald Trump himself has come out and understand. We just witnessed, uh, you know, seditious conspiracy uh, convictions against Stuart Rhodes and uh, the other woman. Donald Trump himself came out and said protest. He didn't say wait for... Charlie Kirk, he didn't say, wait for a court case. Carrie Lake has been saying, we need to certify because we need to get to the challenges. Why? How, how do these officials just come out and say, you guys need to certify because the law says you have to certify, and how dare you? The law does not say we have to certify, though. No, they're just lying. And now you have Trump saying that. General Flynn came out even, and he said, you guys should be, like, you guys should be out there. You should be demanding that they don't certify, that they decertify this crap. And they're telling them they have to. A judge, because the judiciary is is so not corrupt at all. <laughs> it's it's laughable. It's laughable that we think that these people are allowed to get away with this stuff because they speak something and it's a lie and people believe it to be the truth. And so they don't challenge it. They don't challenge it. No one's talking you know. about Stuart Rhodes right now. He's in jail. They charged him with seditious conspiracy and found him guilty of it. But guess what? The definition of seditious conspiracy, he doesn't, he, nothing he did fits. Bombacious conversations, seditious conspiracy. Thought police, seditious conspiracy. We're all guilty of seditious conspiracy because we stand against the evil that is trying to destroy our nation. Seditious conspiracy. Well, and think about this, too. So they've done this against Stuart Rhodes now. The mainstream media is already out there because they got one of their carrots, right? Now, now they're, they're already pushing, oh, this really makes it look bad for Trump. They can, they can hit him with this next. They're attacking all the people that everyone is waiting to do it for them. And, and frankly, I got to tell you something. I'm going to say it. Every city in this country needs to have 100,000 people outside it. Every single city. I'm calling for mass protests across the entire nation in every city. And leave Washington, D.C. alone. You want to know why? They're irrelevant. They're illegitimate. 
They're not relevant. What's relevant is our National Guard at each one of our states. That's relevant. Our state soldiers. Our national military that is, that is stationed in states. That's relevant. But our people in every state should be out there in the streets. You should be protesting. We should have Brazil times 50. Arizona law literally says they should not certify until all the audits, everything is done to ensure that it was, you know, safe and accurate. All these buzzwords. All right, let's let's talk they're, about they're that because completely lying. You you have the the stuff on that. What the court hearing? Should we actually put up some of the court hearing the cut cut two? Um. By the way, General Flynn and everyone else had an opportunity to come out. They all had an opportunity to come out and tell people to get in the streets with us. Did they not, David? Everybody said stand down. And so that they didn't have any sort of rift. Yeah, the only people standing up were who? David and I. And three, four hundred people showed up total over that four or five days. They're still there, by the way. They're still there. They get it, though. They get it. And I think part of the problem is that we can't, people just don't see these thugs for who and what they are. And when you have real contempt for someone, Joe, and we saw, we saw, well, we saw a lot of people's contempt at the Maricopa Board of Supervisor hearing. Everyone in America should be looking at their government officials that same way. They should be talking to them that same way. One of the things that, that if you want to see me get triggered is when people walk into a meeting and they say, we're not saying that you did anything wrong. I want to just throat punch them. Yes, I'm saying that you've done something wrong because in two years, if you couldn't figure it out by now, yeah, you, you're part of the problem. That's not what I said, though. I did not say that. I, I'm going to be clear. I said, this is what I said, I'm not going to yell at you because I had to do that so that I wouldn't yell at him because I wanted to pull a David, but I wasn't, I, you know. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to pull a David. I'm just telling you right now, yeah. I didn't realize how angry I was getting, and and it really started with when we stood up to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, I'm sitting there going, looking at Bill Gates going to pledge allegiance, and he's going to talk about justice when there's no justice. He's going to talk about the law when there is no law. He's going to talk about God when he's godless. And I'm sitting there going, this piece of garbage is saying the pledge. He's leading the pledge. And for the folks that weren't in the room, Joe, you can remember this. We started, when we started reciting that pledge, it was like we started unleashing forcefully. Like th th there was, there's a way to say the pledge and there's a way to shout it. And it was as if everyone in there was shouting it at those feckless supervisors. And, and um, I don't know, I, 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 I was Zen before the meeting, <laughs> but after that pledge of allegiance, I'm like, this is sick. I mean, like I couldn't take it. And as soon as I got done, I walked out because Steven Ricker was right next to me, that little ginger punk. And I just, these are people that I, I, I have nothing but contempt for. Nothing but contempt for. These are evil, evil people. They are, they are liars to, to the core. You've got sociopaths. You've got people that were placed there. Um, so, yeah, it, it was. But when you start seeing these people for what they are, then you, you'd be crazy to give them any power over you.
And so, that's the problem here that we're talking about. We, so we keep giving these people power over us. So I keep assuming that everyone's seen it. And I got a text message saying someone has not seen it yet. So I want to play my speech that I had, and then let's play David's. Now, David, will you tell everyone really quick what you did for me in the morning when we woke up? Woke up, I was like, I'm not in a good... I told you, flat out, what I tell you? Not a good place. No. Well, here's... Let me just speak about Joe real quick. Joe's successful. Joe's used to success. Joe is smart. He's got, what, 13 companies and counting? He's, he's been to the top. And, there's, and he's worked the problem. And I think what's frustrating for Joe is Joe knew exactly what needed to happen. But it's like hitting your head against the wall because you can't make people have courage. And after standing the gap for three days, and we were like basically like guidance counselors. Everyone would come up to us and you could see the despair in their face, the hopelessness. And we're putting on a brave front. It's going to be okay. This is why you can't quit. And we're telling people to not quit. But you do that 16 hours a day. And I think after what, day three, you woke up in the morning and you're like, I'm done. This is just, and I know you wasn't done, but you wake up in the morning. It's like, I can't do this for another 16 hours. And um, and I, we hadn't had our coffee yet. It was early. And I know Joe was just frustrating. There's no quitting the man. But it was one of those things where I could see that he was conf- he was confronting the narrative that we knew that the stink news media was going to put out there that we failed. And no one wants to fail, especially when you're a fighter. And it's not our failure. I mean, it's 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 the people's failure. I mean, we showed up, but still. Um, so we prayed and kind of manned up, got in line. And this is, mind you, we didn't even know we were going to have public comment. There was no guarantee we were going to have public comment. We were just going to show up and and stand in the gap at another meeting and then show up to the protest afterwards. So that was the circumstances. And then I think after that, Joe found a little bit of peace. He was, he was in, and um, we had an adventure that day. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that Zen, that prayer that you said in the morning carried through to me talking to the I thought I was going to fight. Did you think I was going to fight with him? You thought, you thought for sure I was going to throw down with him, didn't you? You, you did. Well, Everybody did. It um, was like Joe's going to Joe's going to <laughs> Joe's going to take out all his frustration on this one man walking by yelling the f word. After you, after you, after you. Uh, I'm like, what? Come over here and talk about it. Like, look, like because we know the Snake News watches this and they take things out of context. I think about all kinds of terribly righteous things, terribly righteous things where. You know, I can imagine someone getting bitch slapped. I'm not going to lie, Joe. I was kind of hoping that you get up there and, and uh, you know, bring the thunder. But you set the tone. And what you did, I mean, people are going to watch it here in a second, is you spoke from a place of competence. You recognized the false narrative that was being set against you. Mm-hmm. And um, someone had a start. And so, it, you know, you, I think you went a little bit earlier than you hope for. And I think that was God's timing as well, because as you were talking, as the, as the stories kept coming forward of this outrageous conduct, you couldn't help but have your blood boil. So by the time they got around to me, I'm like, I've heard enough, (laughs) you know? So, um, I have some bad news for you guys. Cochise County, uh, just certified the election two to one. Mm. Two to one. We need to find out who the holdout is. 
It's certified though. Mm -hmm. You see what they did? I told you I could, I scripted this from the day before the election. I scripted this when I was on Badlands. I was with Brian and, and uh, Patel Patriot and who else was on there? And they, they said, they go, oh, Joe, here's what's going to happen. They're going to let her carry with Lake win. And they're not, this is how we talk. We, t- we talk about the fraud as if we have to accept it, stomach it. And I was like, guys, none of them are going to win. None. They can't afford any of them to win. They can't afford it on, on the left or the right. This Kabuki theater can't expect it to, can't, can't allow it to happen. It, and guess what? They were like, oh, Joe, come on. She's going to win. You know, all those votes. Here's what I heard. All the votes on election day were 90% for Carrie Lake. And I'm like, okay. The, the ballots aren't going to come in. They're going to go on this thing called a shredder. And you know what they were doing, by the way? They were taking ballots from Maricopa County from the Tabulation Center and taking them back up to Rumbeck and shredding them. That was happening. I'm telling you, these people are flat evil. Evil. The only way you could well, be evil. Point, though, if you're willing to take a national election or still a national election as they did in 2020. And this is the thing that people need to wrestle with. You're going to double down. You committed treason. Yeah. You've got to double down. There's no way out. You've got to commit. So everyone's committing to the crime to get away with it. And if that means that we pick off Patriots one by one, and that's what's happening, Joe, that's what's sad. That's what's lonely about this fight is that given give the enemy enough time, they will isolate. They will destroy reputations. They will wage lawfare. You know that better than anyone. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing. We're going to isolate people, and that's why we have to we have to gather. We have to find one another. And and we lost an opportunity. I don't think it's too late. I just I'm hoping that the people watching this right now, there's no reason why tomorrow you can't start day one in Arizona and do it right. There's no reason why. And for that um, matter, there's no reason why you can't go to your Capitol building everywhere across the country. So Tom Crosby is the one that uh, supervisor who stood strong and Peggy Judd is the one that caved. Follow the judge's orders. Feckless effing coward. Feckless coward. 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 People are cowards. You can't stand up for what's right. You don't stand up for what's right. And you want to sit here and tell me that somewhere along the line, well, I was told by a judge I had to. An order by a superior to do something illegal is a null and board order. And if you're so afraid, if you're so afraid to stand up to lose your your environment, to lose your connection to the Republican Party, there's something wrong with you. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, Tom Crosby was in the... uh, I think, I believe Tom was the one who was in the uh, meeting and they continued to tell him that he was not allowed to speak for anyone else because he was not an attorney. Tom Crosby? He's not allowed to speak because he's not an attorney? 
he was uh, saying things, and they said, "Oh, you're trying to represent the uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of the board. You can't do that. You're not a licensed attorney." I'm pretty sure it was him. Who gives a crap if you're an attorney or not? What does that have to do with the? You, you think you have to be an attorney <laughs> to be smart enough to see what the reality of it is? See, this is the BS that we have to put up with, man. I'm telling you what. If you're in Arizona the now, all right, there hold on. To represent let, people. Let, let me just say this. <laughs> to, let me let me say this to the talking heads. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. It's not the people's fault. They voted at 79, 80, 81, 82% showed up. It's not their fault. It's your fault, Charlie Kurt. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's Carrie Lake's uh, campaign's responsibility for fear of loss, fear that something might happen. It's your fault. It's your fault, Mark Fincham. It's your fault, Abe. It's your fault for thinking that you were bigger than the problem and that somewhere along the line you were going to represent everybody. It's your fault. And it's not just Arizona that that falls because of this. It's other people across the country that face this problem. They face the, the consequences of this. Not just Carrie Lake doesn't get to become governor, but she can run off and do AmFest with Charlie Kirk, the, the, the actor from uh, Turning Point. Now, they said in this meeting, they said the Secretary of State needs to proceed. Arizona, they said Arizona needs finality. No, they don't. And, and by the way, that's not a justifiable argument. Not even a little bit. That's not an argument that you could commit fraud, admit to the fraud, and say certify it anyway, and we're just going to go down the road. That is communism. That is fascism. But I don't have an opinion. <laughs> uh, Joe. Yeah, there, there's some gallows humor here because if you're not <laughs> laughing, you're crying, right? I mean, seriously, it, it's it's so gut wrenching. They, they have no idea. It's so gut wrenching. They, they have no idea. Seven million people watched us in October. It is going to be my my life ambition to go after these deep state actors that now I know they have shown themselves. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with the Charlie Kirk standing up and getting on their new jet that was was funded by people who can't feed their family that just have a 50% reduction in their in their retirement account. You think there's a 50% reduction in Charlie Kirk's account? You think? When he's sitting on his private jet? Sorry, David. I, I just channeled my inner David. Let's let's play. Can we play the two cuts? <laughs> play, play my cut and then play David's cut. Can we do that? Yeah. We'll go because I need a little Zen. I want to I know what Zen for me looks like. I want to know what I look like when I'm actually calm. <laughs> All right. Here's yours first. Oh, jeez. Uh, hey, tell me when it starts. It just start when I walk. I'll cut. In. Wait, hold on a second. Time, stop. Move it ahead real quick. Hold on. Stop it. Can you, can you take it off real quick? Yeah. And just go a couple seconds past that part. That's the raw one. Do you have another one? No. <sighs> Slack. Oh, got it. Yeah, just go five seconds past. It's fine. We have the raw. All right, ready? I think so. You know, I'm not here to yell at you. 
uh, I'm the chief election denier. I'm the person he talks about as far as a conspiracy theorist. I'm also a system matter expert when it comes to, excuse me, subject matter expert when it comes to system architecture. I got involved in this not because I needed money, not because I wanted power, not because I wanted anything to do with um, elections. I found myself in this place where I started uncovering what was happening in Dominion. I wrote a, a, a uh, schematic of Dominion, how you could cheat in the system, sent it out to everyone. I went to the State Department and talked to them on January 6th. You know, you have an obligation, regardless of what side of the political aisle you are, to protect the vote of the people. The voice of the people, it's not stealing an election. It's not putting someone in a position of trust. It's having the ability to steal things, such as increase taxes or have ballot measures. It, there's much more at risk than just the person that you put into a chair. People should have confidence in the system. They should have confidence in fair, free, and transparent elections, but they're not transparent. And if you just use that litmus test, the litmus test, the simple litmus test of whether or not we have transparency, you can't in your hearts see that there's a transparent process that every American can depend on. 48% of the machines going down in Maricopa County is unacceptable. The fact that they were tested before that and there was no problem with it is problematic. The fact that we can gaslight the American people like we did with COVID, like we did with gender fluidity, like we did with all sorts of other things that we started to uncover during the pandemic is just wrong. Some of you, most of you are, are parents, your grandparents. What do you want to leave this country as in the future? And if it truly is that, that the American people want to vote for a, a communist nation, then let them freely vote for it. But make the system transparent, which it is not. And you can't outvote a machine. You just can't. Thank, Thank you, you for your time. Um, next, again, no, no applause. No applause. I did get a really good applause. He they cut it off before, but it was pretty loud. It was pretty loud applause. I was kind of happy with myself. David looked at me as like, "Is that all the fire you got, though?" Jerk. Oh no, I did not. <laughs> he he kind of did this. He was over there, you know, like this. So you can see it like this. What he was saying is weaker than rainwater. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I, I think I had, I had my hands up and I was praying for you. I was praying for every yeah. single speaker that went up there. And, no, and I was kidding with you. Every single person that came up, what I loved about that day, added the right wrinkle. Oh, yes. There, you know, 100%. someone just brought a piece and they spoke with authenticity, with their own voice. And it was a collection of we the people. That's what that's the power of gathering is when you hear all the different voices. And uh, no, Joe, you set the tone. I mean, you, I think you're what second speaker. Yeah. That day. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and they just kept coming. Yeah. You, and guys, listen, th th that really should be the thing that we talk about. And nobody does talk about it. You cannot outvote a machine. You can't outvote mail-in ballots. There's no transparency. And the machines, I can make a machine do anything I want it to do. I can make the tally and the ballot images. I can make them look any way I want. I can change the date. You would never know. I could steal all the money out of your bank account with just a few lines of code. True story. That, I mean, that, it literally is that easy. All right. I want to hear it. I need, I need some, I need some life. I need some pep in my step. So I need, I need David to bring some fire. So let's go ahead and play David. Fire. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next and you don't want to miss it. 
Thanks for listening. God bless America.